Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at Shani B Movies. And I'm your host, Cisco AK Misfit Minded. You can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit. You can see all my tweets about last night <laughs> and uh, for my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, so obviously we the first thing we have to talk about is the Oscars. We started the discussion last week and like moment to moment when I was watching, I was like, I cannot wait to talk to Cisco about this. I'm so fucking jazzed. Do you remember what I said last week? Well, obviously, yeah, because you edited it, the part, the episode, but do you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just kept going through my mind where I said, I have a feeling in my stomach that I feel like this is going to be a disaster for the, the audience out there. And uh... <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. It was. Oh my Top God. to bottom. T to B. Such a disaster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What What were you doing? Did you go to like a viewing party and watch them? Like what? How did you experience the the travesty of it all? Yeah, it was kind of crazy because um, so like it was we we went out for my dad's birthday or whatever, uh, and so I ended up. I wasn't watching live. This was the crazy part. Okay. I I came home at like maybe like 7.30, 8. So I was like a half an hour to an hour behind on everything. And I purposely didn't go on social media because I didn't want people to spoil the winners before I could see them. Right. And I was watching. My little brother couldn't be like less interested in it, but I did eventually convince him to sit down and watch it with me. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. So he was watching with me, and when that moment happened, yep, when that Will Smith slap happened, <sighs> my jaw was on the floor. Well, first of all, I thought it was fake, so I let it play. Mm -hmm. And then when the edit, that harsh edit happened, and the sound cut off, yes, I was like, wait a second, like this is not, this is definitely not a skit. Like this is the way that they're handling this right now is like, yep. So then I rewound it. And I must have played it like five times because I was like, it was like the Zapruder film. Like, I'm like, I need to see every angle. <laughs> like, what just happened? Yep. It was nuts. Like, and I, I'm like really tired right now because I've been up all night against my better judgment, against like not only preparing for this episode, but just like arguing with people online. Amazing. About it, about this moment. And like, to see people defend this oh. has just been mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst part. He was defending his wife. He was defending his wife. He's a protector of his family. Dude, I'm trying to define I'm a like, new man. word. Like, I want a new word for toxic masculinity because I don't think it's, like, fair. But it is such an example. I was just going to say, where's all the toxic masculinity ah. people? Like... I don't you know. know. What I mean? they're, now they're now they're switching up and saying this is what a husband is supposed to do, and I'm like, no, it's not. That's definitely not. No, <laughs> that's not I... when you read your vows and when you get married. It's not. <laughs> Someone makes a joke about me. You, that's on site. You have to hit them. <laughs> like no matter if we're at the Oscar. Like no. <laughs> and the way Chris Rock handled it, I look, dude. And this is, and pe I think people think that I'm like have a problem with Will Smith. I'm the biggest Will Smith fan. I've loved him since Fresh Prince. I've I had all his albums growing up. I love Will Smith and his Huge movies. Fan. Yes. And I also love Chris Rock. Yes. And he's like my my favorite comedian up there with Dave Chappelle. So to me, this was like heartbreaking on so many levels so because many. I don't I didn't want to feel like this about Will Smith. No. Um of I course did not. 
even though, and we said this last week too, like I knew he was going to win the best actor. Right? I didn't think he deserved it for King Richard, but I was like, you know what? It's Will Smith. Yes. I like, I, you know what I mean? I'm cool with that. And the way that what he did and how it ruined the whole night and even him winning that award, I was just. So, so disappointing. I was stunned, stunned, literally stunned. I couldn't, I could not yes. comprehend what was happening. And like, like I said, all night, yes. I was like preparing my thoughts for like what we're going to like us today. Cause I was just like, what oh, the hell? Man. <laughs> so much thinking, so much processing has gone into reacting to that moment because I agree. I I don't know how to talk about it or who to talk about it with because it feels like people are getting so hot and they're getting hot for like the absolute wrong reasons. Yeah. There's something about how privileged Will Smith is that he could charge the stage and slap mm-hmm. somebody and then still be allowed to stay and accept his award. The fact he didn't get kicked out is fucking mind blowing. Like, who cares what his uh, morality element is here, his justification for this behavior? What the fuck? Like, it, straight up, anybody else does this. Anybody else does this at the Oscars? And what happens to them? They don't fucking get to cry for five minutes and apologize. They don't no. fucking get all yeah. these other actors being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get it. And like, I work with performers. I try to help performers regulate their emotions. So there's no fucking excuse. <laughs> There's no fucking excuse. It's insane. <laughs> and I don't like using that word, but like, what what is the world where yeah. that's kind of what happens at the Oscars? And then the discord around it is support for something that I think we all know, just like you said, is insanely toxic. Insanely toxic. Bummer. Bummer summer. No, like that was part of it too for me where I was like, okay, so what's going to happen now? And then he sits down in the best seat of the house and gets treated like a king like not okay (laughs) like and then and then accepts an award and anyone who knows what a good apology is knows that that was horrible that was not a good apology at all he was trying to deflect and justify what he did he did not mention chris one time that's not an apology no absolutely not yeah. 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 <laughs> and he he nothing for Chris Rock. Like no mention of, you know, this is so hard for me right I now. I felt so bad. I, for I him, really dude. shouldn't like, have taken that out on you. I know you didn't mean it. Like no nowhere in his apology was there any actual recognition of of what he had actually done. Cause in some weird way, in hot 2022 America, apologies are admissions of guilt and ain't nobody admitting that they did anything wrong. And, and that's just so fucked. Right. His publicist so was, was there on set. You oh, were best believe she was there. It was fucked. Uh. It was so <laughs> fucked. And I love Chris Rock too. Like I, I, I don't love that, you know, humor sometimes takes it, it takes the piss from people, but like it isn't it's cool. It's the Oscars. Yeah. I'm like, it's, you came. clearly <laughs> all these people having takes did not watch from minute one when they were making fun of lebron the last no. duel like stuff that i oh. like and care about too but I, am i gonna hit somebody over you it better. like i guess we have no. to <laughs> the house of gucci house of gucci they were throwing shots at the whole night you know what i mean not like, cool not cool I don't know. uh but then also like what did you think of the tribute Right, because we're doing The Godfather, you know, for its anniversary, but like, fuck. Well, first of all, remember, and then again, go to last week's episode, because we talk about all of our predictions and stuff. That's right. One of my concerns Mm. was I read off the list of people presenting, and I was like, what the hell do these people have to do 
with the Oscars and how are they going to be segued right. into mov- movies and stuff. Yes. Right off the top of the show, DJ Khaled <laughs> yelling over music. I could not understand what the hell he was saying. That's so good. Don't know why he was there. Oh, so Terrible. Good. I was like, this is how we're starting off. I mean, the Beyonce song before that was cool, I guess. But I'm talking about the actual show, Khaled, Khaled, awful. Uh, Tony Hawk and Sean, what is uh, Yeah, Sean White and Kelly Slater. Yeah. And uh, to present Bond? I mean... What? Are, what? I don't know. I, Judy I, Dench was right there in the fucking audience. <laughs> <laughs> so was Javier Bardem. You couldn't get those two to go up and present a Bond award? Wow. You nailed oh, it. Oh, my God. Okay. Nailed it. That really, that really hurt me too because I love Bond. Same, uh, as you know, because we did Casino Royale. Yes. So, oh my god, that was insane to me. Yeah. That was like the the most like just forced to like <laughs> tie in ever. Like yeah. there's there's stunts in Bond, so this is kind of like us. Like no, I mean this is my, my <laughs> argument for like best stunts in a film or best like stunt uh, choreography performances should be included, and then you can invite your extreme sports celebrities. So many Bond girls, so many Bond actors. Come on, alive it was also an anniversary. And it was 60 years. Oh, my God. Embarrassing. And anyways, The Godfather, 50th anniversary, huge anniversary. While we're doing this episode, they they bring out De Niro Pacino. I was hype. I'm like, yes. Hell yes. I was kind of like, you know, in my yeah, seat, thought, like, let's go. Yep. Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Like, let's get a moment here. And they do nothing. <laughs> they were just. Stood there. Stood there. They're basically. Anyone who had not seen The Godfather, like this is how my mindset is because they're trying to appeal to the broadest crowd mm. from what all these decisions or whatever. Right. I'm like, if you had never seen The Godfather, my little brother, I don't think he's seen The Godfather. Okay. If he's never seen The Godfather, watching this moment on TV, what would he learn about The Godfather and its impact on movies? N- Zero. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they did not do anything. Other than, maybe, <laughs> oh, Al Pacino and De Niro are in this movie, maybe. Maybe. I, That's a maybe because they don't they didn't say anything. There was no moment. There was nothing and Yes, yes. Oh I feel my like God. the like, bond it was just the bond what a mess. Yes, such a mess. Especially because the bond tribute, the montage for that was like pretty sick. It featured all of the bonds. It went through time. It it was coordinated to the song that it was accompanied. I love by. the montage. That montage was so cool. good. Now the Godfather montage mm-hmm. kind of just did the same thing, but with like Diddy's music underneath it, rather Hip-hop than music? yeah, like what I was thinking is exactly what you said. <laughs> I was thinking that they would do like a montage of every other movie that's ever referenced it. You know what I mean? Like every pe- uh, mm. musician that's named it or in a song. Like I really did think because that's what I you know, we're going to talk about is that the cultural impact would be weighed into the reason why we're celebrating it. Just like Bond, right. you know, like what a weird mm-hmm. random thing. And the the hood ornaments of Al Pacino. And to have Diddy introduce it too. <laughs> I didn't even get to that. What like, fuck? what does Diddy have to do with the Godfather? What the fuck? Exactly. Like, so maybe like, even if he had like his daughter, like Sophia Coppola is oh, in Godfather three. Please. I how, wish. How beautiful would that have been? That would have been so You know good. what I'm saying? Like, yes, I really wish. I'm not a producer, but I'm just like, I'm just a fan. And I'm like, this is what I want to see. <laughs> this is what like, yeah, there's so many, again, there's so many actors alive still from the godfather movies like yeah yeah i mean straight (laughs) why did he so 
and he and he was drunk. I don't know if you he was th- at, felt yeah. this, but he was slurring his words and he was having a good time. I like it. How... So that I was I was I was entertained on that level because yeah. I'm like, okay, at least Diddy's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I still was like, he still should not be up no, here. No, no. And he he like so many other people as the show went on thought they were like the ambassador of bringing the mood back to neutral post Will Smith. Yeah. Like that was the weird thing too. Where like he- Anthony Hopkins was my favorite. Where he's just like what peace and quiet, please. Like. <laughs> And I was so like, bro, good. Anthony Hopkins is my mood yeah. 24-7. Peace and quiet and leave me alone, please. Also, he's like the best examples uh, example of like when the Oscars thinks it's about to catch a cultural curve of some kind, they always fall flat on their face. Because remember last year they switched up the order and did Best Actor last, assuming it would be Chadwick Boseman, and then it wasn't? That... And Hopkins wasn't there. Nope. That- hey, you know what's aged? What's aged good though? <laughs> I will take Soderbergh's last year's Oscars over whatever the fuck this was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because up until that point, I didn't mind it. I thought they they did some good, like the no hosting. It like made a it interesting pace. Flexible. Mm-hmm. Like there was Regina King. I thought did a good job as kind of like the semi host. Like you know she would be like checking in every once in a while, yes. but like it felt like. It felt like loose and intimate at the same time, which was like very hard yes. balance to do. And yeah, the cliffhanger just I mean, terrible. yeah, but yeah. I feel like is it any more terrible than the Will Smith slap and then ignoring it like nothing happened? Or no. I mean, we haven't even gotten to Snyder winning the two fan awards of the night. Yeah, we haven't even got to. The first televised performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno that they were advertising to everybody like it was going to be this big moment and then having Meg the Stallion throw a verse on it. We like I could keep <laughs> going. Insane. I could keep going. The gospel, yep. the gospel in memoriam, oh, man. the upbeat in memoriam. Yeah. I mean, it was I was losing my mind. I was like and I was like I felt like I was having to like tell like talk to my brother and like explain to him context for things and being like why am i doing more than the oscars is for like the average person seriously. like why seriously <laughs> exactly exactly yeah like we obviously the godfather deserves this so is their much. whole thing and it was longer than last year yeah the whole experiment to cut out awards i didn't mention that either uh, they cut out eight awards which i liked actually very controversial decision to shorten the Oscars, Loved it. guess what? Didn't work. It was like 10 minutes longer than last year. And that's only because- Put those awards back in. That's because they Put let- Put those awards back in. They let people talk for like 30 minutes also. Like what the fuck was with how long they permitted the acceptance speeches before the music came? It was unbearably long. And I actually liked that they trimmed it because it's so awkward watching people walk to the stage when they're like, you know, really far back or any of that shit. So I, I kind of think- vibed on that. But I like the Soderbergh thing. Like, that to me is cinematic, so I would have kept it. But mm. there was just no direction. Like, whew, I'm so sorry to whoever directed this year's Oscars. But, but. It was like a new producer. We won't be inviting and, you back. Uh, like, please don't. I can't not. give you another chance. I mean, the host, <laughs> I didn't think the host had like really any chemistry at all. And I mean, it was fine. The skits were. But it was so flat. I mean, it like, was the, just I basic. Think, like the Wanda Sykes. I probably, probably the funniest one to me was Wanda Sykes going to the museum. I thought that was funny. Like she was, she had some good stuff there, but yeah. Like I'll even say like Amy Schumer, like, cause I was like, I kind of, you know, worried last week too. Like, the, you know, the moment where she f- 
drop from the ceiling in the Spider-Man outfit, I'm like, I laughed like really hard Same. at that because it was just like such a Same. physically awkward thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and uh, that's she enough. was spraying silly string everywhere. And yeah, like some of those like fun moments, I think, you know, would have been like more of that. But then they kind of disappear in the second half of the show. And yeah, like, people forget. What was the point of even having host then? Exactly. And three. But yeah, like you said, I think maybe they did have more stuff, but. Yeah, like you said, they let Will Smith talk for like 10 minutes after that. You Insane. know what I mean? And they let Kevin Costner do like a whole, what was that about? Dude, like so do it on the whole 10 awkward, minute. Like, bro. I'm like, just get to the best directing. Open the damn envelope. Dude, he, they're like, Yellowstone's <laughs> so popular. Doing? Like he's only there because of Yellowstone. That's it. They knew they could grab his audience. They know everybody fucking watches it. And that's the problem is like the Oscars, like we talked about last week, they're supposed to be about fucking movies and the filmmaking industry. And they never care about that anymore. They invite all kinds of weird other pieces into it. And it's just lame. And, uh, you know, hopefully yeah. it, you and I will get to direct it next year so it can fucking be better because yikes. My, I don't have an issue with them trying to trim out some categories. Same. My issue was the categories that cut out because mm. I'm like, how can you argue that those aren't like essential mm. like editing and like, what was it hair, hair and makeup and like stuff like that. And like the way they tried to edit it together to look natural. I was like, this is like, yeah, they got to work so on confusing. it. Confusing. Like if, Again, I had to comment on it and tell my brother, like, yeah, these were obviously pre-recorded because as you can tell, they're pushed in, like they push in more and they're like cutting to audience clapping, like every time they say something. And I'm just like, yeah, this is like very awkward and like, yeah, it's not, not they, they, didn't, they didn't, they failed at making it natural. And, you know, they, again, they didn't, they did a horrible job explaining, like if you weren't in the know like us and knew that they were trimming these eight categories beforehand, mm -hmm. I would just be watching and be like, why are they on stage? Right. Like, right. Automatically. Right. Like, why? Right. <laughs> yeah. Were they on the stage? The whole time? They don't explain it. And so, yeah. So I, I think if they were going to cut some, like maybe like cut out the best, like the, I'm sorry to the short films and the short like animated shorts and all that. But mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like that's something that could be pre-show because the average person not seen any of those. No. Let's be honest. No. Like, they have not seen. And I'm like, and the fact that like hair and makeup of the year and stuff like that got sidelined and then shorts like got it's moments. true. I just it felt it felt very icky to me. And yep. like Yep. Um, I'm with you. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. And so that's yeah, like I hope that they learn this from this because you know, I hope next year they, but I, I, I don't, like you said, it's all about ratings now, but, but yeah, like it's about honoring film. It's about, yeah, you know, the craft or whatever. Yes. And it's not about like turning it into the Grammys. And like, there was again, way too many musical performances. I didn't think there needed Always to be in there. Too like, many. Yeah. Like there know, two songs from Encanto really. Yep. Yep. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so poorly um, sort of like directed in terms of the telecast and where the camera was going and how all that stuff was flowing. And then just like chaotic in terms of the creative piece and the no narrative, flow. like who wrote it, who what the fuck happened? And I can't blame a pandemic because that you can't blame a pandemic. It can't be hard to think through. Yeah, last year was the first. Like, last year was the first pandemic Oscars. They should have learned how to do. How to come on, now. yeah, geez. And um, yikes, hate it. <laughs> it was a mess. Mm -hmm. It was a. It was a. It was a complete mess. And like even like the Pulp Fiction reunion, 
I was like, dude, it was like, it was like on an the 28th yeah. anniversary of Pulp Fiction. I was what like, what? So <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I was baffled. I was like, for most of it, I was baffled. Like the Will Smith really put me over the edge. But like, I would say like, and I think that's what's getting ignored in all of this conversation. Yeah. Is like, because I feel like a lot of people weren't watching the whole telecast. As someone who was watching the whole telecast and like fast forwarding through commercials, Same. I was just like very confused a lot of the time half of the wins i was like i don't agree with these wins and um you know what best i was like i hope coda wins best picture i'm gonna focus on that yeah i loved coda yep. it was my number two film of last year yep fuck yes okay it's and true. i i feel like they still didn't even get enough time to accept their award no. to the end of the day and I, that made me mad too but that's right you know what that's i'm gonna fo- i'm gonna start focusing on that i'm done with this will smith conversation yep I'm done with all because this is it's going to be the whole week. I can already tell. Same. Tw- like the internet was like looking for something to cling on to mm-hmm. and like debate about all week and about a man's role and all this other shit. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I said yep. my piece. Like I said, I stayed up all night. I was arguing with people. And yeah, yep. but it, this was a disaster. It this was. was one of the worst, worst Oscars I've ever seen, for sure. Absolutely. Hands down. I agree. And sadly, you know, I love them so much. So kind of no matter what, I will always come back. You know, I was watching coverage yeah. starting at like 3 p.m. because I'm out here fucking seeing everything. And it, it's something that I'll always love. So hopefully they can fucking turn it around. Just get back to basics. Respect the movies. That's all I ask. Well said. But let's get into this. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get into it. Today, we're talking about the 1972 masterpiece, The Godfather, for its 50th anniversary. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, you know, you absolutely have, because several movies have (laughs) co-opted this storyline for fun. So it is essentially an Italian story about an aging patriarch from an organized crime dynasty in post-war New York City as he's trying to transfer control of his clandestine empire to his reluctant youngest son. Yes. It's pretty straightforward yeah. and pretty fucking awesome. So tell me, are you a fan of this movie? What do you love and what do you hate? <laughs> I mean, that would be like a hot take if I just came in here and be like, you know what? I don't know. I'm not really into it's The Godfather. So- <laughs> <laughs> of course, I love The Godfather. If you, it, I feel like it, The Godfather is so iconic. Like that word is thrown around so much, but like it's so iconic. And like you said, Accurate steeped here. in the culture. That like someone who tells me they don't like The Godfather is like equivalent to saying I don't like movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is how personal I take The Godfather. Like yes. and uh, like our caller had said at the top of the show, like the whole trilogy, because I do look at it as like kind of a it's like a novel in a way. Like in the, this is like different chapters of one singular novel from Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. Um, and I'm a fan as well. I'm a fan as well, um, especially of one and two. Three gets maligned. And uh, apparently there's a there's a new version of three out there that I have not seen, but I hear it's better. I own it. Is it good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's baller. Um, okay. It's a lot like... I have it. Uh, I own it. I, I just to, haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, obviously, you know, this, like you said, the movie steeped in the culture so much so that it can still, yeah. I'll still pay money exactly. to see it anywhere. And so I bought all three and was like, yep. I have to watch it. And it was just like how when we watched Rocky Four and it was like recut, mm. same vibes, but awesome. And <laughs> I kind of like it. I, I don't know if I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it wasn't so great when Stallone did it, just because maybe he didn't have something so great to do it with. But the intentions were different, cool I think. Amazing the intentions filmmakers. Were different. Yeah. 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 Like 
amazing filmmakers getting to go back and and subtly pivot things or subtly correct things in retrospect is like actually pretty dope especially here yeah and it's it's i mean like it's i was watching some of the special features and like every actor um director you can think of that you like is on the special features talking about what the godfather means to them steven spielberg said that watching the godfather almost made him quit making movies because he said i'll never make anything as good as the godfather so like right there exactly where the fuck was that (laughs) where was that during the special features features on the godfather (laughs) said i own did a better job of like talk like really handling the scope of what the godfather is you know what i mean exactly like you that's such a no-brainer to me get like actors and talk about how like what the godfather is that's that's so easy it's so easy to do yeah jesus i mean just iconic performances al pacino marlon brando james khan robert duvall like really young actors but like doing really great work diane keaton and yes like i i I find every time i did see this in a theater too and i it's um they also did release this on 4k this year because of the 50th anniversary and so that's that's like what was projected at the theater and like it looks amazing like the new transfer looks amazing it sounds amazing it's crazy it like it just it holds up and i took my grandmother to see it she had she doesn't remember if she saw it but i'm like again because it's like it's so entwined and everything but um after the movie she was like definitely like like it, it hit her just like you know everyone remembers the first time you see the godfather so like you know it, it was yeah it was just um yeah it was unbelievable I'm, I, I'm really glad i got to see it in a theater for this because um yeah they did a really nice job so on, on the 4k for sure and restoring it yeah it's true. It's true. It's like that's how you know a movie is really good is that it can hold up as the technology brings it into the future and kind of revamps it. And it does look up stunning every time they redo it. And there's just something so dope about how it really makes you feel like you're a part of it. It's like one of those movies where it's such such a like we're all in here and it's it's all of us preserving each other. And somehow when you're watching it, you feel like, yeah, that's right. Let's all keep let's keep it within the family. Like there's just, you can like play with this, even though it's also very intense. That's a good point. And they kind of touch on that in the special features too, about how it's, it's like you're reading a diary. It's so intimate, you know, like, because the, from the first like 30 minutes is the wedding and it's like, and you're, Mm -hmm. you're basically a guest at the wedding. You know what I mean? just witnessing how this family and you really get a sense like you know i i seen someone say like you know the wedding's too long i'm like hell no like you need it to be that long because you need to like it just it puts you in the family it puts you in like okay this is how everyone this is everyone's role is that's how it functions like um you know you get you know the opening lines you know like i believe in america and you know you see someone talking to the godfather with you know brando playing with the kitty uh which i always love (laughs) just being so good being a boss and uh so many great scenes just in that opening and they talk about too like the cinematographer trying to make it look like um you know like how a whole movie would look you know back in the day um the way they film it was just like the overblown exposure and like the white light Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and capturing these kind of moments of like the little girl dancing on the feet and stuff like that and it's like 
I'm getting chills just talking about it. But yeah, it's like I love all that stuff. Same. It's like that's to Same. me. That's that's like Same. almost. It's like for all the violence and kills, which we'll get into because this is like you know we're an action show. Um, I love all the little moments, like you know, you know, making the spaghetti at like one point, teaching them how to make spaghetti and stuff like that. Like to me, that's yeah. just as good as all of the the violent parts, and that's what makes yes. the Godfather so interesting. Well, it's just incredibly authentic. You know, I, I've mentioned on here before that I am an Italian person. So a lot of the stuff in this movie, it rings very true to my childhood experience. Mm-hmm. And there's something so great about how that opening scene both basically leads with the level of authenticity you're about to see because an Italian wedding is a fucking hilarious thing. And, you know, how they participate at weddings is even better. So there's just something really great about how you get that authenticity, but then they also introduce you to the dual reality that this family is operating in all the time in this very unique way where it also shows you the only time the public gets to be on the inside is when an event like this mm-hmm. happens and they have to take advantage of being able to meet with some of the most dangerous and intense people because there are only so many events where that's allowed to happen. Right. So there's, it's just such a powerful way to lead this story, to help you understand the delicate balance that is being struck here and the, the razor thin wire that Brando right now is walking on and eventually mm. Pacino will have to walk. It's fucking genius. Yeah. It's so good. I know. <laughs> it's so smart. It really is. Like, uh, you just made me think of like the part where uh, I love Daikin. Michael, that man over there is talking to himself. <laughs> what's he doing god diane keaton in this is it's amazing it's amazing that it's her you know it's so interesting so young i would love to know more about that you know how she comes to be a part of this crew and you know what i guess like why it's her not because you know i don't love diane keaton she's like one of my all-time favorite ladies but there's just it's so interesting her the choice for her because of how delicate she comes across and i guess like how fragile and pure and i think that's why she's there you know she juxtaposes them uh, perfectly but it's so interesting that it's her and you know not I don't know. I, I'm not sure it could be anyone else, but she always surprises me whenever I rewatch it. I'm always like, oh, that's right. That's same here. Same here. <laughs> same here. Uh, and uh, Talia Shire, is that her name? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Adrian. She, yeah, exactly. Like, same thing. I'm always like, oh, yeah. I, I'm always like surprised too, I guess. Because, I mean, they're not so like, good. they're not the roles you think about necessarily. You know what I mean? You think about The Godfather, but they are, they're just as good. And, you know, like all the all the Tyler actors Shire is so good too. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. what you said—the authenticity thing of like you know casting actually Italian people to play Italians. Um, you know, other aside from Marlon Brando and uh, <laughs> and James Con, Jimmy Con. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> aside from that, you know, casting mm-hmm. you know Al Pacino, you know, who's like short, dark, you know, yep. Italian. Uh, compared to like yes. in the book, I guess Michael is like a tall blonde, you know, or something like that. And so, they, oh, he's one of those kinds of Italians. Yeah. So That's interesting. Francis Ford Coppola, I think he was hired because he was Italian. Um, honestly, and he was a very young filmmaker. They didn't believe in him, and they, from what special features, it sounded like it was like as much of a pain in the ass to make as apocalypse now where like they every decision he made they yeah. they were like because 
you know, this is interesting, but like because uh, The Godfather became a hit because it was around at the same time, made around the same time the book was um, as when they were Uh making the movie, the studio, which would normally let like directors and actors and stuff do their thing, were like micromanaging every single decision because they're like, we need this to be a hit. Paramount's like, you know, yeah. we need this to be a hit and like treating it like this sacred course baby. And it's yeah, I, I felt it was like the whole time I was just feeling I mean, like, damn, Coppola really had to like it, you know, a, a lesser director mm-hmm. would have walked, I feel like. But like Coppola, I think because he's Italian, because he believed in he had this vision about yes. making this less of a gangster. They wanted it to be just like a B picture gangster movie. And he saw right. this as an opportunity to to make a story about family and succession and yes. capitalism, America, power, all that well, like stuff. Like a true authentic, yeah, a true authentic uh, Italian American story. You know, it's it's how everything was presented to me growing up because I'm really only I'm only the third generation that is born, or no, I'm the second generation born here. So. There are stories I heard growing up that were so much like this. And all of my family members, my grandparents fucking loved The Godfather. Oh, yeah. My aunts look, you like know, the Bible. look like Talia like Shire. It's like the Bible like, in Italian. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it, it, was, it was like a, it's like a cultural representation mm-hmm. that like, I guess like shows, you know, the, the violence and everything, but it doesn't forget to honor the other pieces. Mm-hmm. And there's something so great about how even in The Godfather 2, when they like have that politician in their pocket, he's sort of like, I've known a lot of Italian american people and they're great <laughs> there's something yeah really they're trying to balance it out it could have been cheap mm-hmm. yeah it could have been cheap but because uh coppola is legit italian he made sure to not lose what makes italian people italian right you know like they're hot and passionate and there's machismo in italian culture so violence comes but that's not like the center yeah. just like it's not the center of any any uh culture right and um yeah, I, I had posted the one of the posts I made on Twitter was uh, <laughs> James Kahn, Sonny beating up the, you know, Talia Shire's husband, you know, for touching her. I'm like, is this what you guys wanted Will Smith to do last night over a joke? Because <laughs> that's what it seems like. And in The Godfather, and there's a difference. He had hit. Yeah, exactly. This was physical violence. And so the, whenever people were saying defending his wife, I'm like, was Chris Rock attacking her? Did Chris Rock slap her? Because like this does not seem I like mean, an eye must, for an eye situation to me. Uh. Right. right. I mean, people obviously did not watch The Last Duel because there's straight up misogyny in the idea that you must defend oh, yes. your wife. See, that's exactly what The Last Duel is about. She's yes. got it. Yeah. Like, hello. She can defend herself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or she could speak up for herself and advocate. You using her as, a de, uh, uh, as an excuse to defend how you feel about your yourself. Honor. Re-Matt Damon. Yeah, Re-Matt Damon. Exactly. He's got you. <laughs> and he left. If you look, if you watch back, that's the other thing I you could like people were playing too. Is like he left. He thought it was funny. <laughs> so yeah, I laughed yeah, too. It, it I thought it was. All, I thought. I mean, it it's no not sense. the best joke, but I was like, oh yeah, GI Jane. I get it. i mean i laugh that's a great joke like i feel like someone made that joke to natalie portman when she shaved her head for v for vendetta and it's like like everyone's saying too like it was in good fun for people are saying it's mean-spirited because she has like a medical medical condition i'm like i had no idea about Um, that i feel like the average person doesn't maybe chris rock does i'm trying to believe that he didn't know that either maybe he did but like to me i took it as a physical appearance joke and not like haha you have your condition 
Like, let me, you know what I mean? Let me make fun of your condition. Like, it was just yes. like, you know, it, it, that, and that's how it was delivered, too. It was like, he's serious. Like, oh, Jada, like, love the new haircut. Like, it, was, it wasn't it was like, you know what I mean? It wasn't mean-spirited. Like, yeah. so the reaction just no. felt so out of place for that joke. I was just like, what? It's true. She I didn't mean, even talk it, about yeah, her, it, like, it, infidelity or anything like that. I'm like, that was such a light joke to act like that on. Like, I don't know what Jada did or, like, what he thought he had to do yeah. to like do that reaction but i don't know yeah i said i was gonna be it done talking about no, it but the godfather definitely relates but, to it well, i think which is what i, I mean, was trying to say I, I was gonna say yeah the 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 uh 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 misogynistic undertones are like an important piece to examine because ultimately in the godfather these ways of treating women and working with women collaborating with women they ultimately lead to uh, 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 his downfall, mm-hmm. right? They ultimately lead to him losing everything. His daughter, and his daughter, how cold and the, he and is. the third and, one dies. Yes. Yeah. It, yes, Spoilers, I guess. like throughout the films. Yes, exactly. Throughout the film, yeah. Then you're you're getting some, but but like throughout the progression of the three films, you see the different ways they treat women, and like Talia Shire is such a good example because when mm. James Caan beats up her husband, he beats him it's up because she was so pregnant when he beat long. her, and she absolutely lost that it's baby. Such a long and she scene. lost her baby. I know, yeah. It's clear that yeah. whoever she was pregnant with is not does not exist in the children in later scenes. Mm. So there's like this understanding of like when you're angry, when something hurts you, the the mob always responds with violence. That's like all they know how to do. But it always comes back to bite them ultimately mm-hmm. because they could turn around and kill each other at any time. That's why in real life we don't do stuff like that, mm-hmm. Will Smith. Like yeah. That's why we don't do that. That's what I'm what saying. I'm like, I feel like people, I said, you guys are watching too many gangster movies and like turning it off at the end. Because if you mm-hmm. watch at the end, Sonny gets gunned down in one of the most violent like shooting scenes so of all time. <laughs> Fuck. By that same motherfucker. Yeah. Right? By that by that same motherfucker who he beat up, who he yeah. tried to use violence to intimidate and warn. Yep. That fool just had him killed. Yep. Like that's that kind of dirty play is best left to the greatest mob movies of all time. Right. You know, not real people who are just supposed to be having fun tonight. <laughs> right, exactly. It was just it was misplaced for sure, I felt like. But um yeah, but I, but yeah, let's let's get say, into and and kind of talk about the stunts and yep, kills because we going. can't just pick one, yeah. right? I I can't pick. <laughs> I can't either, honestly. I don't know. Like, I do like, um, you know, because I I physically gasped. I'm like, I've seen this movie a million times. I know it was going to happen, but like, even in the theater, I still when um Michael goes to Italy. And I mean, again, this is like, I feel like something that would be cut nowadays because they'd be like, you know, why do we need this whole subplot of like Michael getting married and That's stuff? True. But I think it's so beautiful. It's like <gasps> so good. the way Al Pacino, like, I mean, I think this is like his best performance, honestly, like, you know, rewatching it again. Like, he's yes. just, he's so understated. He, everything is in his eyes and his face. He barely, like, you barely have to have any lines. And so when she, he sees the, the girl for the first time, and he, you can just see like, and then he even says, he's like, oh, it's like a thunder, a, like a lightning bolt struck my, if my friend here, <laughs> and it's like, yes! they sell that, that yes. relationship so beautifully. And like, it, it's, it just, it, you know, it makes me laugh. Like the family follow him around everywhere and stuff like all that stuff. I love all that stuff. And, um, when she gets blown yes. up in the car, like I said, I, like I gasped like before that happened and I was like, 
fuck? I was like, damn it. I, I, I always like kind of like make myself forget, I guess. Like I'm always like, oh yeah, I believe like this could be like so, a romance that lasts forever. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I guess that's, that's such a good example yeah. of exactly what we're kind of talking about across that's the board. That's a good stunt for me. That I love Michael, that car explosion. It's, yeah. it's so brutal. It's so brutal. Also, one of the most penetrative pieces of culture that's left this movie. Every single mob story you've seen, yep. chances are the mob boss's wife has been blown up in a car. car. Chances are. Mm -hmm. And here, here is where that shit comes from. Yep. So that had to have been there. Thank God that was there. Because again, that, that Italy sequence is so amazing because it's about him basically figuring out how to get to his roots. Yes. Because if he's going to transition into this other life, he has to reconnect with like where he came from. You know, mm -hmm. he starts the film really alienated from his family and not wanting to be like them. And then in Italy, he, f he feels this sense of belonging. He's so far away yeah. from the kind of Italy that he knows in America and the kind of Italians he knows in the U S and instead he gets to meet this, you know, wonderfully organic Italian woman who is such an Italian woman, which I love. They do this in The and, Sopranos too, you know, which he, I just realized you talking about it, like with Tony, remember? That's like right. with the he had that's to get right. like a, a more authentic Italian woman. That was his fantasy, like that was his dream. Like, yeah. Yep, that's totally a thing for sure. Yep. And when that happened, when when she gets blown up, I feel like it it's the perfect transition for you to understand he can't be a real person who loves anything. Mm. It's not possible. When he does, his father is gunned down in the street and he must kill on his behalf. When he does, the woman he loves will be murdered in front of his eyes. So even though I think he cares for Diane Keaton and he loves her in a way, he had to turn that part of himself off after that happened. And then the downfall just begins. I mean, yeah, you say that, but then he goes back to Kathy and I'm like, oh, action. you're really going to drag her into this after what just happened to your last broad? <laughs> So, well that's what i mean it's like very fucked up yeah it it's really very is. fucked up and essentially because yeah, she's, you, you see her awesome. constantly checking up and like worried about him and he's off like getting married to another chick and like it's yeah it's tough for sure it's a tough <laughs> beat for Dyke. <laughs> right as long as she never finds out which she doesn't seem she to doesn't. he doesn't say so that's that. okay uh, that's probably like um, the wrong thing to say yeah. when you you're gone for like a year <laughs> like years from this shit. So true. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy how that works. But that that is a that's a cold kill for yeah. sure. I mean, and even like um like and so that that was why I was like like stunt work because I mean some of the stunt work like James Conn and Sonny beating up that guy, that's some if we're talking about plot holes, like there's some wide misses in that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm like, some good combat uh choreography, that's some that's so great the execution. You really think about you don't really think about the stunt work in this. So I I'd probably pick the car explosion, but like um I don't know. And I feel like like in that Italian Italy scene, like that's you really start to see like the transformation of him being the new godfather. Cause like, you know, he Yes. That's when, like, you know, the part where they like they meet the dad, and and he's like, you know, I don't know any woman like that here. Like, go away. And uh, you know, Al yes. Pacino sits down and he's like, I'm the Godfather. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't yep. refuse. I'm, and so he he yes. puts on the Godfather like mask and like kind of does that. And um, you know, like my name is uh, Michael Corleone. That's information a lot of people would pay a lot of money for. And I'm like, oh, dude, why would you say that? <laughs> but he has to but he has to flex his mm -hmm. muscles and it ends up biting him in the ass at the end but like the violence in here is so brutal like i mean let's get into our favorite kills too because i think 
I, I was thinking about it. There's so many to choose from here, but I think I have to go uh, with the one that this is what this kill convinced Paramount to let Coppola do the movie pretty much. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this, I mean, it makes sense because it's, to me, it's like what I always think about when I think of the Godfather and it's um, Pacino kill, killing for the first time in the restaurant. Um, because like when we talk about going to Italy, that's after the fact that he killed and whatever. And that's him. Like, I feel like more per- personality wise changing into the Godfather. But in that moment, you see like yeah. his face and the wheels turning in his head and the very subtle performance that mm-hmm. Al Pacino has there before he fucking blows a cop and <laughs> dude across from him. It's so violent. And it's like, and they linger on the cop too. Like it's shot in the neck and he's like choking on his own. Blood. And it's, yes. it's, it's super yes. violent. And, but the, the whole setup of that too, like the taping, the, the gun behind the door and the, the way they set up suspense in that way. And, you know, driving him around and being like, he's like, oh, are we going to Jersey? He's kind of like worried mm-hmm. that they're not going to go to the restaurant. And then they pull it. It's, it's brilliant. It's also brilliant. And it leads to that. That to me, that's the, that's the climax yep. of the movie. That's where there's no turning back. You know, Michael is officially, he's a part of this life now. He's part of the, he's, he is part of this family now. Yes. It's the very, it's the beginning of the full fracture, right? Like it is the beginning of him having to have now two very distinct dual identities, one where he is this Mm. amazing war hero who's a good person who wants to do good things and one who is a member of the Corleone family. And there's just not much he can do other than, I guess, try to accept that, which is what's so great about also the Italian sequence is he has the time to process it so he can maybe hold his humanity or get some of his humanity back but then the girl is blowed up. And so <laughs> we're right back where we started. Apollonia. But yeah, for 72. <laughs> yes, Apollonia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but for 1972, like you're saying, the stunts in this are fucking wild. They're so good. The squibs, like, you know, shots through the cheek and shit in the fucking eye for Mo Green. Like, there are the, the assassinations. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think that's my favorite like kill slash yeah. stunt of all. I'm, it makes me sad because I love horses, but it is that's that is the best. Yeah. It's the best in when my he opinion. Wakes up, he wakes up in the pool of blood and yeah, the screams, the, the curly screams. And <laughs> oh, no, so really much is, blood. You know? Oh, it's so good. And that's, Robert that's Duvall. I love I love that Robert Duvall gets like a little like that that's his like moment i guess to that's shine right. in the movie where he's like you know as the conciliate was conciliary and uh you know, and he's, he's, yeah conciliary. So and he's <laughs> and uh you know he's talking about you know the godfather doesn't like to he i have to get to him right away he doesn't like to he has to hear bad news immediately <laughs> like all that's these right. rules that, so that are part of this this life it's like mm-hmm. I, I love that stuff it, like i said it builds that world up like, because everyone around him is kind of ad- adhering to these separate rules from society. Yes. Uh, like, and yeah. so we're stepping into that in this movie. It, exactly. It's yeah. like another thing that I think all viewers and like, especially American audiences love is like this idea of secret societies and secret codes that people live by. So, of course, in this movie, I think everyone loves it because the the mm-hmm. rules are are both like interesting and and um intriguing but then they're also like low-key meant to intimidate you know it's sort mm-hmm. of like when you, someone says no to you you don't expect that's why we love like, gangster okay, movies gonna... i feel like yeah, yeah. that's why we yeah. love gangster movies at the end of the day because we know yeah, it's secret wrong society mm-hmm. 
but it's also entertaining as hell to watch <laughs> to watch other people go through it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but, and, and it's uh, like cool. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of mob yeah. movies can really get swept up in how like cool and rebellious it all is, which we get to do here. But that's another testament to like what makes Coppola so great is he just pulls it right back to the ground and he just makes sure that it's cool, but it's not cool. You know, like it's only cool for a little while. I mean, Brando, Brando is the coolest. I mean, come on. Oh. Brando in this movie is as the Godfather. You come He's to me on the so day of good. my daughter's wedding. <laughs> You, oh my gosh! You know, he's so moment so one, good. he's the mm-hmm. coolest, and like you to see him. I think it's uh, that's another part of the movie I really love is like you see him age out of you know being like it's it is about a succession. You see him age out of the business and everyone yep. trying to take advantage of that, and like all the families knowing that this dude's on his way out. He doesn't have the mm-hmm. stuff. He doesn't want to get into the drug business, um, which is know, amazing. All that stuff. It's amazing for like, there to be yeah. a mob movie that's gambling, not about drugs. Gambling yeah. and, 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 and girls. But, but super drugs, Italian. That's super where I draw Italian. the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gambling and girls are the Achilles heels of all Italians. Yeah. So it works so well. But yeah, they, and they set up the sequel so well, though, with that. Because it's like, and then, you know, his death scene is like so, br- like, it's, it's brutal in a different way, I feel like. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like this moment with his grandson and... You know, very playful sweet and sweet moment, and that's like when the the, the, par- the producer of this movie and the special features he was saying that when he knew this was going to be a hit was when uh, they were screening this for audiences, and that scene happened, and all of these everyone in the in the audience was crying, and he was like, and he's like, this man has been responsible for the deaths of like dozens so of people, people. <laughs> and the fact that everyone is on his side and cares about him and wants this family to succeed. I mean, even in the hospital scene, that's another brilliant moment so of good. suspense that I love where Same. Michael, that's, that's probably, he's not fully, you know, like he's not fully a, a transitioned yet into there, but it's like, you he's start to see like, Oh, okay. Yes. I, okay. We have to move my dad. And yep. you know, I want someone here and like faking that they have the gun. I love that. The, the little fake, so fake good. out. Like it's all, yep. It's it's all stuff like this. That's brilliant movie stuff of like you know it's just um like which Hitchcock was like a master at too of just like yes. you, you're, you're setting up the audience to you know you know like think one thing like suspense like you're you're you lay out like we know what's supposed to happen in the in the restaurant scene with the gun behind the toilet is it gonna work out though is it is is, is yes. Michael he's he's not a gangster is he gonna go through with it is he is you know nope. what I mean so I mean it, you're it's, naming it's, again how those scenes play out is is like watching it for the first time every time for me it, and I know what happens but it's it's so exciting and and thrilling yes. that um it never gets old to me I could watch this all day I almost nope. did rewatch it again after I saw it in the theater I was like ah oh, man I was like I almost like was like maybe I can watch the commentary, but I, with the Oscars this week, I did not have time. But uh, maybe no. maybe for another time. Yep, and those are two scenes you're mentioning that are always in culture. Uh, just most recently on the Righteous Gemstones, they lured a bunch of assassins into uh, trying to come and kill John uh, John Goodman so that they could kill the assassins. And it's the same idea. They leave him abandoned in a hospital uh, with a floor that's empty. So. Anyone who yeah. wants to make a, you know, take a, a chance can do it. And uh, the having something in the toilet in Analyze This with De Niro, 
they're, they're yep, I was hiding gonna say, analyze this. And even <laughs> the, the even the so good. The, the this, is that a dream he has or whatever? It's like the, literally they recreate the Godfather, like yes. Bra- Brando's uh, the getting shot in, in the market. Yep, yep, <laughs> exactly. uh, buying the oranges. And so yeah, it's I mean so that, that's good. another scene too. That's just like iconic too. Is like you know that every time it's like it takes my breath away you know it takes my breath away like oh shit this is this is where it's gonna happen absolutely <laughs> so it's, it's such it's such a quiet again such a quiet scene he's like you know shopping like for for fruit and <laughs> it's like oh damn Being a this normal is where it's gonna happen it's oh yeah. it's always it's always the family like serene moments that that's when it gets you the rug it's the most dangerous it. and they set it up so brilliantly for the sequel too like I'm, i i do want to watch the sequels now because like you know, every so time it's like they set they set up the Vegas piece, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, his dad has died now, and Michael's the head of the family, and so you know, good. he's already already justifying it like with Kay. I love that too. Like about uh, you know, I'm yep. no different. My father's no different than a senator or president. <laughs> yep. yep. And uh, he's not he's not all the way wrong. Like they they really, I mean. All the institutions in this movie are, are pretty flawed. And the last thing I want to talk about, because I know we got to go to, is I would be remiss. Uh, honorable mention of like best kills is the the you know finale of like all the hits back to back to back montage. Yes. Like it's so, you know, Mo Stellar. Green through the glasses and you know everything. They're they're yep. yeah, like the kills and and on the steps with the police officer and the parking ticket and rolling down the steps. That's a, that's another cool stunt that that's I didn't I didn't think about, but. Um, but yeah, yeah the, all that scene, it's like, and it's cut within the, you know, the baptism, which is like, again, it's very so Italian good. and it's the dual lifestyle, right? That dual lifestyle never stops. And they, they like literally, cause I, I went to film school, like during our editing section, that was the scene they used to talk about editing. <laughs> so so good. that's, course. that's the gold standard. That's the gold standard of how to edit your movie to be you know, meaningful and suspenseful and yep. horrific at the same time and have layers. That's right. It, so that's yeah. absolutely right. That's, that's the Godfather. 100% correct. Yeah. That's the fucking Godfather. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I could talk about this forever and ever and ever. I know. And I'm yeah, so grateful that this is one of those movies that had too many great stunts and great kills for us to just pick one because just too many. they're they're so great to revisit every I think time, we got so. them, I think we got them all in though. I think the ones that I, that came to mind for me that's yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well I uh I'm I'm looking forward to doing this again next week so let me just read next this week. tagline and then we can yep. ski daddle out of here. Um remind the people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and my movie page is at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and definitely follow us on here on Stereo too and um uh, if you if you like the show, so I appreciate you guys. Yes, yes, same, same. Make sure to find me on Instagram. And on Spotify. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, uh, make sure to find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Shani B Movies. And just like Cisco said, we're on Spotify now and all the other yes. podcasting platforms. So be sure to catch us there too. Um, all right, and this episode will be too this week. Yes, so that's right. This for, week. Look out for that. Yes, yes. All right. Thank you again. Uh, Make sure to catch us next week for another edition of Movie Buffs. Mm -hmm.